and welcome to the Cinetific Institute. I am podcast professor Jason Harding. I am podcast professor Atticus Blake. And I'm visiting podcast professor Michael Bloggerism. That's right, we have a guest! That guy who bugs us in the comment section muscled his way onto the show. He did no such thing. I asked him to come on because I didn't feel like I had enough questions about the movie itself. And, well, and he's smarter than me. And that leads to what we do on the show. We take a popular movie, or a movie with scientific content, and see if it holds up to scientific inquiry. And this time around, mainly because it's on everybody's mind, we're going to be taking a look at the scientific accuracy of the movie Contagion. Yes. Where we get a wish fulfilled, where we all get to watch Gwyneth Paltrow die. <laughs> and then the have the top of, the of her head cut off. <laughs> and then and we they get look to... in and realize she doesn't have a brain. <laughs> it's all goop. Get it? Hey! hey. <laughs> Trendy joke. Did, any, did anyone test to see if the vag smells like the candle she was selling? Okay. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> How would we... T- you, well, I mean, you know how randy coroners can get sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, but she's before... dead. Like, she probably, yeah, but the probably yeast, doesn't smell of it anymore. The yeast is, is that still a TV show, The Randy Coroner? Inside the vagine. <laughs> I would watch that. <laughs> the randy I always coroner. have a new girlfriend. What? Oh my god, The Randy <laughs> Coroner. A new musical from Andrew Lloyd <laughs> Webber, The Randy Coroner. <laughs> Why is it a musical? <laughs> Why not? My vagina smells like yeast. We're moving forward. Um, the yeast would be dead. Uh, no, it we're moving forward. No, it wouldn't. It would uh, be okay, but before we can open a Y incision on this movie, um, you know, sometimes we get things very wrong. And usually the person that tells us that we get things very wrong isn't actually on the show with us, but other people like to yell at us from the comment section. And we call that segment... We were fucking wrong. So, Addie. Oh, my God. I forgot to look at them. (laughs) I'm pulling them up right now. We were talking so much and having fun. Oh, okay. So, this was the (laughs) biggest one that I I had with... uh, um, So, from the movie last week, which we did, which was uh, Short Circuit, 1985 classic, 80s, quintessentially 80s film. Um, Mm. We kept saying about the lasers... Um, yeah, lasers. And, that the red laser is the weakest laser. Um, and apparently yes. we've said that a lot. Uh, and mm-hmm. he, and uh, Francois Lacombe, our friend in the comments section, we might have to invite mm-hmm. on at some point. I don't know why okay. you always say that. A laser is as strong as the power you put into it. The color has very yes. little to do with it. Red lasers are usually weak because they are most often used in red laser pointers and barcode scanners. There is nothing stopping them from making a megawatt one and using it as a death ray. Wow. He is correct, actually. I went and looked this up. and So I was thinking that the math of it was this. Um, e is equal to HF, right? So if you input mm-hmm. more energy, then it would change the change the frequency, of change the wavelength of the light. But that's actually right. not necessarily true. Because if you okay. think about it this way, there are things that are red, but that doesn't necessarily tell you the amount of energy output that is being put into it, because there are things that are red that you can have sun the sunshine on it for quite a long time, and mm-hmm. it will be hot, like a red car, yes, and, or a red reflector, or a red laser. Um, so my, my, I'm not a physics person, but mm-hmm. I'm guessing that what, I, I'm, I mean not guessing, but I, what he's saying actually does make sense. Um, okay. You can, you can keep it red, and you could eventually make it make it powerful enough to cut metal. Yeah. You the, could. The, the but weakness you could also, is in yeah. the individual photons that will have less energy. Yes. So, yes, you probably have to expend more energy to make a red laser light as effective as the other colors. I think they even go into... I don't know how the strongest ones get into deep wavelengths. Like Yeah, there, there are, like, lasers that... Some of the lasers used in military tech you can't see because it's ultraviolet. Yeah. <laughs> so... But for the science of the movie, in order for mm-hmm. it to power something like that, could it be powered by Johnny Five? Probably no, not. Not at no, all. No, he just has to. He just has a laser pointer. Yeah, yeah. We covered how big the equipment is to have a industrial grade laser that could cut through metal, um, and it's like three cabinet <laughs> sizes. And I don't think Johnny Five has that on a on a little red wagon <laughs> trailing behind him. Would be cute. Attached attached to a cord. <laughs> Um, Nor does he have the battery power. 
Okay, so it would be, so this isn't a disagreement so much as it is just a comment. He says, same person, Francois Lacombe, a military electronic hardware is often designed to resist electromagnetic pulses, so it will remain operational <coughs> even in nuclear attack conditions, not if directly hit by a nuke, of course. So those no. protections could have allowed Johnny Five to survive the lightning strike, but it would still not have given him consciousness, of course. Um, but it seems as though in the movie, they didn't do that. So it's not militarily accurate, that. That's what I'm thinking. Does lightning produce an EMP? Yes. Yes. That is how we track them. I've been we, struck by lightning. <laughs> lightning, lightning locations are tracked because they, they make a distinctive electromagnetic pulse at a certain frequency that you don't have detectors that then triangulate. That's how okay. they, they can see where the lightning is. Hey, we have you here. Why don't you just tell us what your disagreements were? Yeah. Do you remember? I don't remember. All right, he I'm, has I'm so many through. of them. Uh, um, uh, yeah. Well, actually, speaking of the lasers, one thing you didn't really disagreement but it's one thing you didn't mention is the fact that you can see the laser despite the fact it's the middle of yeah, a sunny it's day it's not <clears throat> it's not reflecting off of anything yeah. there's no dust in the air yeah okay all right um, um let me see mm, uh you oh you you explained you had to explain the difference which i should know you, that no hard drives do, don't work as memory, it works as storage. RAM is memory. Aye, yes. And he yeah, would be yeah, using whatever. the CPU to think. That, that was, to be fair, that's mainly just like because you were speaking of Johnny Five, which is like his memory as if he's a person. That, that, yeah. was, that, he is, a person that is extraordinarily nitpicky. <laughs> <laughs> um... Let me see. Oh, actually, one thing. This one, you mentioned, you asked why uh, they would put in pain receptors. Yes, and you did. You asked why would they put in pain receptors? Why would he say, ow? Yes. Why would he get hurt? And, and you made a point. You did make a point. You said so that, that uh, they currently have sensors so that they know when they've been damaged. Or what was the other reason? Or because we're sadistic themselves. assholes. <laughs> To not damage but, themselves. But okay, but there's a if big they, difference. Effectively the same reason humans we. have them. I get that, but why would the sensation generate an owl response That's a good and point. misery in a robot? That's a good point. Why are right? you making it suffer? That's actually kind of cruel. I mean, if you think about it, okay, so let's let's go into the let, like Westworld, right? Mm. They're creating androids that are simulating human beings, so their pain receptors are programmed to deliver a pain response that emulates human behavior. Mm. None of that programming is in Johnny Five. <laughs> no, it just comes from space. All right, it's, so it's okay, light, lightning, lightning gives pain. That's right. Mm -hmm. Space ejaculated into Johnny Five and gave him all of this stuff. It Sir, gave him pain. Next comment from <laughs> Sir Kidalot says. Most modern tanks run on diesel. I think he was just helping us there. Mm -hmm. Although yes. some M M1 Abram Abrams have a gas turbine engine and therefore can run on pretty much anything, usually JP-8 universal fuel for logistics reasons. Right. Um, and we have some new commenters. Let me see. Um, Yay! Uh, Cassandra, I like new commenters. Cassandra Brockett says, look up packet radio. I don't know what this is in reference to. It was I a ham-based network that was experimented with as early as late 1970s. Oh, she's talking about for <laughs> how Johnny Five was communicated, communicating with the installation without Wi-Fi yeah. and, and if it wasn't a digital signal and it wasn't radio. Radio, mm -hmm. But packet radio, yes. I think I, I looked this up and I was like, oh, all right. But is it how how far distant can it be and how accurate would it? I mean, the well, communication would be good as, as good as radio. Yeah. Um, and he's still too small. I mean, he's not, he doesn't have a whole lot of stuff on him. He doesn't have a big antenna to, to pick up a signal. He, but, he doesn't have a giant lithium battery to power him. He's I, he's, impo he's an impossible robot. For 1985. Hmm. Okay, so another, and another he's new less commenter. limber than the robots that we have now. Mm -hmm. um, another another new comp commenter, uh, A Hawkins 82 says, "I think it's more accurate to say that science is philosophy, or rather, the application of philosophy. It is used it it is used to be called natural philosophy. After after all, I don't know what part of it he's disagreeing with, but um, mm -hmm. I I don't know if I'm going to agree with that. Um, there's there's well what, science itself. There is there is such a thing as the philosophy of science. Um, mm -hmm. Science has a philosophy, a specific way of doing things in order to know about the natural world. So, Well, I mean, um, artificial intelligence is designed to run headlong into philosophy. Yes. And that's where science and philosophy are going to collide hard. Um, mainly because we are creating something that may or may not obey our rules and may or may not think things that we can't think. But we have no frame of reference to understand what it's thinking because it's coming up with it on its own. So they may have, we may have accidentally 
created it? You mean like twin language? It's all garbage. We don't understand any of this. Hmm? Wait, you mean like twin language? Um, no, but we can understand twin language. That's human base. We can figure that out. The I don't know. AI I mean... might actually come <laughs> up with an internal language that only it knows, and we may be misinterpreting it as um, error, glitches in the system, glitches in the code that we put in, but we fail to recognize it as being intelligence because it's not our intelligence, something recognizable from us. Right. Unless it learns how to think that way and communicate with us on our terms, yeah. it's going to be very very difficult to determine what actually is alive. Well, if it if it ever becomes hostile, we just have to ignore it and marry someone. <laughs> <laughs> it just starts insulting people and using its robot arm to slap people hey, around. You with the shoes and the hat and the and the and the teeth and the eyes. Lumpy. I mean, they kind wait, of wait, touch wait, on wait. it in popular. Remember yeah, the Universal it. Translator on Star Trek? There was an episode where the... I think they were talking. They were looking at a cloud and it was sending out information. And the Universal Translator kept coming back with lumpy bags of mostly water. Yeah, well, that's what it was saying: <laughs> lumpy bags of mostly water. But because it... that's its interpretation of what we are. Yeah, because that's what we are. <laughs> yeah, lumpy bags of mostly water. <laughs> Some lumpier than other. And in Star Trek The Motion Picture, it referred to us as carbon units. That's true. Which really doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Because there are other things made out of carbon. Yeah, diamonds Carbon's are a... carbon units too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <coughs> We're all coughing. But, yeah. We all I think it's, it's Yeah. If we, ac- if we get really good with CRISPR and we make something that isn't us but is biological and intelligent, we're going to run into these same fucking problems again. Mm-hmm. Where we are going to have to make a determination, and I don't know if we're qualified to do that yet. Our abilities may outgrow our ability to explain it to ourselves rationally. That's, that's why you need ethics in science. That's, that's true. right. Like right now. Go tell, that to all the hu- <laughs> Go tell that to all the humanzees that live in Russia. There are no humanzees. <laughs> Oh, Jason, come on. <laughs> there could be one. No, there One couldn't. really lonely. They don't have the same number of chromosomes. They can't. They can't. You can fucking jizz into a chimpanzee all you like. You're not getting a human. Can I? Bye, everybody. <laughs> you're I'm just off getting to the zoo. You're just getting a, cr- a cream horn chimpanzee. <laughs> That's what you're getting. Ugh. She probably couldn't I'm, even. I'm curious though, when the sperm, when, if a human sperm meets a chimpanzee egg, it, nothing ha- what just, happens. What happens? It, it, just it go might bleh? actually be able to fertilize it, but then the embryo dies. Yeah, I would. But there imagine. aren't enough chromosomes. They won't anneal. They have to line up, don't they? They have to well, line up. Like you don't have to have an annealing process. You aren't. You aren't pairing. You aren't pairing to to the single strands. Okay, but they have oh, twenty four pairs. Oh, on the show all the time. <laughs> yes. So, and and then wait. the fertilization happens, and then it fucks up. Because and then it then starts it, to it, error. It dies. All right, I, I'm gonna. I'm not just gonna trust you on that one. I'm gonna look that up and see what happens if some. I know somebody's tried it, definitely. But I can't. Wait, I, what? I, <laughs> of course, somebody's tried it, Jason. Come on. I think we've been over this. the old-fashioned way, or just in the laboratory. Just like yeah, the old-fashioned way. They were like, hold. <laughs> <laughs> it's been 23 years, and you still haven't given me a baby. <laughs> That would be so unethical. That's unethical, right there. That's that's oh, bioethics. Really? That... Is it? You think? Well, because they we we know for a fact that they they do feel emotions the way we do. They obviously they very they very much feel pain the way we do. And um, some of their thought processes are, are capable of understanding language and and sign language. And they I understand may have what to we're shut saying. down some of my experiments. <laughs> there's a cream okay <laughs> come on let's are we done are we done with the people telling us we're fuck ups yes yeah. are we done we, we've Good. drifted into weird territory <laughs> now let's talk about contagion this 2011 movie that explores the idea of what would happen in the world in the united states if there was a pandemic that started in hong kong and governments act stupid <laughs> Huh. Well, the actually, the government acts surprisingly well in this. Competent, yes, yes, yes. Well, they have. So, they how have do you Morpheus want to... at the head of the? You know, 
<laughs> yeah. So let's start with uh, the disease. How what about, did they why, call the you disease? Mean they call it Gwyneth Paltrow. They don't call it Gwyneth Paltrow. Did they come with? <laughs> the, there's a name for the, the virus. Disease. The virus, uh, the fiction, fictional virus, is named yeah. uh, MEV one. MEV one, and right. it is a influenza virus. No, it is it's not a combo an of an influenza it, virus it, it, and it, a virus called Nipah. Yes, and, and it's, a, yeah. it's based on an on a Nipah virus, uh, in mostly. Uh, so the Nipah yeah. virus is a real virus that is yeah. in the same family as they say that the MEV one is, and mm-hmm. also a lot like it. Ha- there's a pretty big overlap, and it also has the same symptoms of you get respiratory um, problems and then your brain dies. So you get yeah, it en- causes uh, yeah encephalitis. Encephalitis. Yes. Yeah, it causes encephalitis and then you die. The problem is, is that influenza and Nipah are incompatible genetically. Their genomes are not compatible yeah. for recombination. They're they're two so, very different. Uh, yeah. Considering how much they got right in this movie, they had to create a fictional virus for the. Yeah, I think didn't it has they say twenty percent effect of uh, it, the wrong pig met the wrong bat like that or something well, like that. Well, believe it or not, that's a very accurate way of how right. these diseases that is come ex- about. Not that that is if, if exactly how SARS started. Remember, yeah. this is in the this movie was made in the wake of uh, the SARS outbreak, so a lot of it is actually based on that. Um, even some, even down to some of the people, uh, and the the big uh, apartment complex we see in Hong Kong that is yeah. based on um, a real com- apartment complex. I can't remember where, uh, but that was infected, ju- heavily infected, and uh, quarantined during the SARS outbreak. Ah, mm-hmm. cool. Mm-hmm. Well, not cool, but cool. Yeah. Cool but I mean, know. they had to come up with something scary that would kill people. Rel- they wanted something that killed people relatively quickly. So they say four days and in the movie. Four days. It's a 20% death rate. That's high. Which and is a bit, despite the fact that the majority of the people we follow end up dying. Like, yeah. we, we follow some very unlucky people. <laughs> yeah, I, the only lucky person is uh, Matt Damon. Yeah. Who's, who, who gets it. And this is something that doesn't... Uh, the other Outbreak movie that we did on this podcast was fucking goddamn the movie outbreak yes and that's a piece of shit <laughs> where where it's this super bug that just like it kills you like if you it has it, a 99.9 percent death rate no one carries the disease you know people don't get it and just get a little sick everyone who gets it dies yes it's but, fucking ridiculous well, um, wait 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 you're forgetting about our great our great friend that is still considered the 99% killer mr rabies yeah but Ra- oh. rabies mr. rabies <laughs> So, um, Micro, can you explain to us why rabies isn't running rampage throughout the world? Because it's surprisingly hard to get. Like it, it's not. Yeah. It's not. It's not spread. So this is spread. Um, the MEV virus in the movie is spread actually pretty much the same way as the current coronavirus. It is mm-hmm. st- droplets. Yeah through droplets it's like right. through touch yes right but and um yeah go ahead well no but i was just saying you said there were you said that's i mean it's not entirely ridiculous though because there are some viruses that kill 100 100 of people that get it yes so true yes but you have what, to be what? bitten or get some of the saliva it, you know hence where we get the myth mm-hmm. of the uh, werewolf or vampire from but uh yeah <laughs> that's true wait are those th- what's true about the well, werewolves and actually, vampires the myth vampire, i said the vampires myth is uh is Portferia. Portferia? What is? Yeah. Vam- the vampire myth because um, um, your your skin becomes sensitive so you stay indoors and so you become mm-hmm. pale and like that area of medicine being what it was you you should replace mm-hmm. your sick blood with healthy blood that is where part of the vampire myth at least in Europe comes from right ah. so what we're talking about right now is R not yes. which is the which they write uh, wrong. reproductive rate she huh? writes it wrong she writes she it really? R slash and then an O it's oh, I didn't even notice subscri- that. Subscript, uh, oh. Okay, I'm not going to demote it because at least it's fucking in the movie. Yes. Um, <laughs> I'm just being and that's the, Yeah, that's the average number of people infected by one sick person. And the R-not was the R- four, as I recall, right? Well, no, was it, it started four? out as two, and then there was a cluster in Africa somewhere among uh, AIDS patients that had four. And... Uh, for some reason, they translate the fact that that cluster has uh, an R naught of four. They, that's the fact right. that a mutation happened there somehow translates to all the virus uh, vir- in the world. I'm not mm-hmm. sure how that works. 
Because you of know, dozens? What is... So COVID Magic. is... What is it? Are not... What is COVID? Uh, well, co- COVID is the disease. Uh, well, COVID-19 has an R not of... Between 1.5 and 3.5. We don't know yet because it's an yeah. ongoing outbreak. Right, right. Which is... Which is pretty high right i mean that that's yeah. that's mm-hmm. bad because the flu is one person right generally yeah, it's one the, person the, that flu, the mm-hmm. flu is um the, like a normal a normal like every seasonal flu is and then like swine flu and bird flu are slightly higher like yeah. swine flu and bird flu are in the like are in the lower end of what uh, the current coronavirus is thought mm-hmm. to have, and then yeah. polio is like in the higher. Mm-hmm. I, I think mm-hmm. I wait. Ooh, I had some I, data here on polio. Okay, yeah, it's, it's three and a half. Is polio really? Polio is three an and a half. The thing is that it, um, like polio, there, there was a reason why people lined up in like lines when the polio vaccine came out because polio mm. is like three and a half R naught, and it has a mortality rate of like a, a little over twenty percent. Mm. Jesus. Oh, but you know what? Those vaccines that killed it off, they didn't work. No. Now we all have <laughs> autism. Oh, well, I mean, some people are pretty that much That does explain that the latter better. half of the 20th. That explains the latter half of the 20th century. Oh um, <laughs> some pa- some... So another word that I noticed they used that I was surprised to hear was the word fomite. Yes. I heard fomite. Mm-hmm. Addy, do you know what fomite is? It is? It's what? It sounds way cuter than it is. Yeah. <laughs> oh, look at the little fomite. No, no, no. We're, we have him here to tell us what a fomite is. It's, oh, I see. Good deflect. It's an infection uh, in the surface that has been where the droplets or something else from the dis- uh, that's infectious is there uh, happens yeah, to be, it, and then you touch it, and then you touch your face, and you right. get sick. It's any object mm, that can harbor pathogens, fomites. basically. So in the movie, they were like, there are a lot of things that people were they they made a point of showing things that could act as fomites yeah. for this disease, like touch screens on a at a restaurant, money. <laughs> um, they have the, yeah. was, They have that brilliant yeah. scene where oh, what the fuck is his name? They're uh, the virus expert where he's mm-hmm. sitting in the restaurant and just like being horrified. Yeah, <laughs> and everything that he sees, like, everyone's everything touching everything. What's really, what's really odd is rewatching this and hearing the characters in this movie repeat things that we're now telling everyone yes. to avoid. Yes, I never Wash realized hands. how much I touch my fucking face. Until you have to think about it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. We should all just wear boxing gloves. But even then, we could still infect well, ourselves. But then there was if still we the something. boxing glove. My eyes are always <laughs> so itchy, though. You have no idea. <laughs> yeah, but... Do they itch more because you know you shouldn't touch them? Well, no. Uh, since since yeah. I gouged my since I gouged my cornea last year, remember it was actually last year this yeah. month. Um, there's always going to be a small scratch on the surface of my cornea that things will collect in, and it will right. and it will they will always collect there. And if my eyes happen to be dry when I wake up in the morning, they can actually rip off the patch of skin that's over that. Mm. Um, I might oh. actually have to get corrective surgery at some point. But yes, Ouch. my left eye is con- like I'm constantly feeling like there's something in my eye mm. mm-hmm. so i yeah when i when i put gloves on at work like i have to i, I have to like on why why does my eye have to itch fucking now why why just <laughs> i may pluck my so eye let, out <laughs> but so let's talk about the cdc sure oh you don't want to round the off the, the vi- virus itself oh yeah do you have more stuff on the virus itself uh yes they um so overall, it's actually like it's a fairly realistic. Like it's it's twenty percent death. Um, they are very reasonable. Are not like it's not the classic Hollywood yeah. kills everything virus. Where you're just in the same room and someone yeah. immediately and gets it. The only thing it it's incubation time is maybe a bit too short because like there's a guy who like yeah. he gets Four sick. Days. He gets like sick <laughs> in like he woke we woke up sick this morning and then like midday he's like already seizuring. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's right. They actually do get um, they get um, because they mentioned the genome size, and mm-hmm. that is actually correct. The type of virus that it is does have mm-hmm. genome sizes of around uh, fifty uh, kilobases, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. fifteen kilobases. Yeah, that, I was going to so correct you, but that then I was right. like, "Wait, was I wrong? Is it fifty? No, it was fifteen kilobases. Yep. Yeah, 
And they, um, there's also, um, like, they describe it correctly. They describe it as pleomorphic, which means that it, uh, the vi virions, which is the vi virus particles, mm -hmm. uh, are, like, can have multiple shapes. But they say it oh. tends toward ovoid, which is mm -hmm. correct use of that language. And the same, oh, what's the word? Um, pathologic. Path there's some, I can't even remember the word. They, they use a word that essentially means that they can't diagnose it, uh, what it is just by looking at the pictures right they have to there's more study that has to be done they can't just look at it and identify it as x mm. morphologically pathognomonic <coughs> uh, i probably said that wrong that's the word <laughs> That's all right. Your English is okay, better what else? than mine. <laughs> uh, the spillover event, the fact that it comes from animals is, uh, and ha carries some of their genetic material is pretty realistic. That is mm -hmm. how it works. Mine was, I had yeah, a question so about the Yeah, so basically what they show but don't, ex sorry, no, no, what they okay. show and don't explain and what they, I don't even think they theorize it in the movie is that a bat, um, due to human movement, and this happens, due to human uh, construction, in this case, knocking over trees that have bats in the fruit eating bats um a bat is displaced they build pigs pig styes um where they were knocking over trees the bats return back to their natural roost to eat and it drops a bat drops a piece of banana into the pig sty and that bat has one virus mm -hmm. and the pig has another virus which meet in the gut of the pig right mm -hmm. and then does the pig carry that disease well what I, I feel like what they're actually suggesting is that it picked up like genetic material because they 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 identified as bad the uh, bad yeah and uh, as pig so it would have picked mm -hmm. up Picked. Um, <laughs> it would have picked up their that genetic material from its hosts right okay and then some dude is shoving salt into one of these slaughtered pigs mouths and then he has to go meet goop lady and he doesn't wash yeah. his hands he just wipes them on his apron and he kills gwyneth and, paltrow Yay. and he kills gwyneth paltrow and then Gw gwyneth paltrow That's goes what back the whole, and kills the, the everyone at that table <laughs> it was it was just so I he have, could kill I have, her I have. I'm gonna say this right now. I have raised the grade that I'm gonna give it just because it kills. It, it, it kills her. <laughs> <laughs> she can go fuck herself. Yeah. I would also like to mention, and this is just this is just me, but the scene, and this has nothing to do with scientific accuracy, but it does have to do with human. Well, maybe it does. Human, how humans react when they're told something so not on their radar, so surprising that they don't process it right away. And that's the scene where the doctor tells Matt Damon that his wife is dead, but he continues to insist to see her and talk to her. Yes, yes. Even that... though he has already told her, he his mind has not processed a, that information like as much as we like we have got to rag a little on it because it does get things wrong but it is a very good movie yeah it is yeah it is and it gets a lot right yeah one it thing that it gets very one thing that it gets wrong is how okay, quickly good. they're able to obtain the protein structure yeah how did they do that because so it might be semi-realistic right? for them to do it do it in a week now even that's a bit that's a bit that's kind of a stretch um mm -hmm. but at that point what they the two things you have to um, uh, figure out protein structures well three things you have that you have something that's similar where you know the structure so you can sort of elab like extrapolate from that um, right. But if you want to know the structure itself, you either do X-ray crystallography, where you sh like crystallize the um, the protein, and then you shoot X-rays on it, and then you can use fancy math and dots to figure. <laughs> Not regular math, kids. It's, fancy math. It's the fan fanciest of math. <laughs> it's math that you have to do with your pinky out. <laughs> So, uh, to figure out the <laughs> okay. structure, and then you have uh, NMRI spectroscopy. Mm -hmm. um, and I've used that one. <laughs> yeah, the the thing is, they wouldn't have been able to figure out the structure of the protein in a week, and they would mm. almost they would definitely not have the structure where it's also interlocking with the human uh, with the human receptor like that. Oh yeah, yeah that, that, that don't they so they did that stuff right really into the receptor. Something something to that effect during the movie, they're like it fits right there, like a lock within a key. Yes, yes. <laughs> which is actually which is actually um, the lock and key 
uh, is an actual like model for how receptors and ligands work. Mm-hmm. Is it? Yeah, that it is I, called the Lock no and Key. There's no way find much disagreement with with the movie, so because it it is it is pretty goddamn good. So that's why I had you come yeah. on because I think you'll see more. Um, but I I did have a thing about the autopsy itself. Um, I don't mm-hmm. think you need to remove her fucking skull to see if she well, had encephalitis. That but they say that that's they? the reason that they did it. If you wanted to to well, I th- well listen listen yeah go ahead. I'm thinking if the reason that they wanted to to do it was to remove her brain to see any other effects that it have that's fine but to know if she had encephalitis they don't need to open mm-hmm. her fucking skull I think one of the things was that she died for reasons that they don't she did, they don't know what she died from mm-hmm. they know that she died probably of, of encephalitis but they don't know what the cause was right they don't recognize the things that would normally cause it so one of the first things they would do is they'd probably recognize it on an ex standard x-ray mm-hmm. yeah and then open her up to see if they could see yes. any pathology but the on way the brain that they, they they put it makes it seem like they're removing her skull to determine encephalitis oh because they didn't they pr- yeah. they didn't show us her, her yeah, having that, like an that would have been or... some kind of scam of yeah. yes they would have done with something an, you can do that with an mri or a or a or, a, or an x-ray well you wouldn't mm-hmm. put a dead person in uh in an mr mri why not they would just take an x-ray off her why not I why wouldn't they, they use an mri is there is because there well because MRIs are expensive and I'm not sure they would necessarily and this is America we did it to King Tutankhamun's tomb I, I mean well I it. he's special body. yeah he's special he was a king yeah, <laughs> yeah not really he was kind of messed up and had a warped dog chewed leg he was still a I'm king like, he was inbred shh <laughs> <laughs> Don't hassle him because his parents were related nine times over. <laughs> That's not his fault. He couldn't help it. But I think that I think by not showing that they had done a CT or an X-ray and said, "Oh, that's weird," and then say, "We need to take a look at it and get a sample mm. of it." Yeah, I think that would have been standard. I think they would have. But who taken didn't the just love watching off. her get her skull sawed open? <laughs> and to do it in a realistic fashion, not hey, let's just do, let's cut cut through the hair with a, you know with a laser beam or anything. Yeah, there we go. See, of course, you know they can't see gross. what I'm doing. I'm holding my hand no. in front of my face. He's, he's dangling his fingers in front of his face like it's Gwyneth Paltrow's hair. One thing I will say, like, speaking of yeah. medical stuff um, and science, science, like the way they portray the scientists, especially the CDC scientists, uh, when they're sitting in the room and just like casually talking while doing this highly dangerous work, that is exactly mm-hmm. how that would. That is, yeah, <laughs> like. <laughs> You like th- that is exactly. I'm I'm like 99% sure that is exactly how it actually is in there. Like what I did appreciate is you didn't see too many scenes of people in containment suits. A few, no, like a few. In, Was there two of them? Two pos- scenes that I can remember. Yeah, positively pressured containment suits. Yeah, with you know they're only in a, in uh, them when they need to be in them because they're uncomfortable they're right. as fuck. <laughs> uh, what I liked is that when the CDC agents are going out, they're following standard precautions, gloves. Yes. A mask, and um, they're actually doing. I had to do some research on this. They're actually doing the work that they actually do in the case of an outbreak like this. They have to go out. They're the ones that go out and do the investigation out in the field to find out where it came from. And then there are people. As soon as they start getting samples of the disease, that they have people who are specialized in certain things. Yes, they're all very knowledgeable, but not all of them are super scientists that can do everything. Yeah, like an outbreak. Really, the only. <laughs> they're really the only unreal thing here is the fact that in real life it would obviously like all the individual people we follow would be teams yeah there would be a team of people yeah and you don't just send one person out to like yes, just to put Hong Kong to out look the over fray. the footage yeah to go out and die yeah <laughs> well, I was like really her <laughs> the, the, no the, I'm talking the woman in, Ho- woman in Hong Kong uh, she's the woman in Hong Kong survived but what's her face Kate Winslet uh, yeah Kate Winslet didn't. No, she got no, it. No, she didn't. Hmm? Yeah, but she, she is. Her character is actually based partially on. Uh, I can't remember. I can't remember where he's from. But uh, a doctor who one of the doctors who were uh, involved in the like early work on the discovering that SARS was a thing. Uh, who also yeah, yeah. ended right. up dying of SARS. That is, she is based partially on his character. Him. Him. Mm-hmm. 
And speaking of SARS, yes, one of the ways that people are identifying COVID or are at least thinking that someone may have it because we didn't have testing kits was that they were taking um, CT scans. They were taking scans of people's lungs and it looked a lot like SARS. Well, I mean, they mm -hmm. were able to. It's, yeah. it's closely related to it. Like, yep. it's, it's, yeah, they just put a two on the end of the name of the virus. So, yeah. <laughs> Right, exactly. <laughs> and hey, oh yeah, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, no. Well, gonna well, I was going to say we should a word on on hand soap that we were talking about before. Oh yeah, go for it. Yeah, you might as well just use regular soap and hot water. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that is just far more effective because and the, because both uh, MEV, the fictional virus, and the real. Uh, SARS-CoV-2 virus. They're both what's known as enveloped virus, vira, um, which means that they have a, a essentially like a fat membrane. They have sort of a cell membrane. They're not alive and aren't cells, but they, when they butt off from the uh, the cell they in, have infected, they take a little bit of its membrane with them. Mm -hmm. And that is where the proteins that they need to infect are in their transmembrane protein. And because it's lipids, it's essentially fats. So you can dissolve that with soap. Mm -hmm. Yay. Yes. And you destroy it. So, the vaccine in the movie. <laughs> um, no. Now, I know <laughs> they even mentioned they even mentioned the case. So, in the movie, um, I can't remember the doctor's name. She um, takes the vaccine and she gives it to herself. And then she goes and sees her dad immediately she after. She licks his yes. face. She makes who out Who is with infected. Him. So, <laughs> to see if she is protected against the disease from the vaccine that she has yeah. developed. And based now, purely on that, they put it into production. Yeah, and they based it on uh, Barry Marshall. Yes. They even say yes. it in the movie. Yes. Who inoculated himself uh, with, I can't even remember. Was it small? Even no, not pronounce small. Uh, Pylo uh, Heliobacter pylori. Oh, oh, Thank right. you. Which is the and bacteria that causes stomach ulcers. Right. Peptic ulcers, wanted, to be precise. Yeah, and he won a Nobel Prize yes. in 2005 for doing so. He wasn't really taking a major, he must have, yeah. He, he, so he, freak, he because previously it had been believed that it was caused by stress, he was like, no, it's not. It's obviously a bacteri bacterial infection. I have the most likely culprit here. I'm. I have a yeah. culture out of it. I'm gonna drink it. Fuck. I have all these peptic ulcers. I'm gonna take some antibiotics. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, some antibiotics. Oh wait, they went away. And uh, give me my Nobel Prize. Yeah, and that's what happened. But she. So, um, what's the inherent problem of having a testing size of one? It's not well, enough. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's one thing. <laughs> well, it's not just one testing size of one. It's two because the monkey is. Oh, that's right, the monkey. The, the monkey is also so. So what's weird is the fact that like it must have a really high mortality in the monkeys because she's basing it off like she's they they imply that all the monkeys die. I'm not sure if that what they're meant. What they actually meant, but they say a lot of that they just ended up with a lot of dead monkeys, which makes it sound mm -hmm. like all the monkeys died when they infected right. it with it, which I don't think it would. So this disease has a ninety-nine percent death rate in monkeys. Well, I, I don't think that's what actually what's meant, but it kind of seemed like that. But even so, yeah, yeah. But all around the world, these monkeys are dropping dead. Are they dropping dead? Did they see that? I mean. <laughs> I don't think did they show that? I, no, just dropping no. Out I, I think in, be, no. like, in reality, it probably has the same death rate, and they just like because some of the monkeys died. It was just like oh, a lot of dead monkeys. Um, then they should have said it has the same death rate bad. in humans yes. as it does in these monkeys. But what the um, what the thing is like? She's basing it off the fact that one reason's macaque, which is the type of monkey that it is, that they're using, which is a perfectly normal common tester animal. Well, not super common, but it is a test animal we use. Yeah. Um, um, so like she's basing like the she's gives herself the vaccines based off of the fact that one of them that got a vaccine some version of the uh, their experiment that was exposed to yeah, yeah didn't get sick so she's basing that's, yeah that's definitely not sciencing right there it could have been no. other reasons no. so so she is because she has an inner one uh, <laughs> case study she she uses that to as the basis for doing an inner of one case study in herself and then the rest of the world. Right. Just basis it, it, that, the I'm hoping that when she came back and said it worked on me, someone slapped her and said, "Great, we're going back to trials." Well, there's because... also there's also the fact that it she goes immediately to her dad. Mm -hmm. Now, in real life, um, vac vaccines <laughs> take like like two to three weeks to work. 
Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Like, that's why a lot of people were like, oh, I took, got the flu shot, and, like, the next day I had the flu. No, you already had no, the flu. No, you fucking didn't. <laughs> yeah, you already had the flu. You had the flu, and the vaccine hasn't worked yet. Right, right. So that was bullshit. That was bullshit. Yes. That, that is clearly um, sped up for... And the, yeah, the, the, the dumbest part is you could easily have sped it up realistically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, why not just say three weeks later? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, but then her dad would uh, well, be no, dead. No, she wouldn't. Even, you wouldn't even have to have her give it to herself like that. Like you could easily. No. Like, right now there are human. There's already the first human trials on a coronavirus uh, vaccine have started. We are we are fast tracking experiments past animal trials in an attempt to get it out faster. Mm-hmm. So like this mm-hmm. happens. Yep. Speaking of things that happen too fast, so I actually looked <laughs> up the numbers, and someone has run the numbers. So they they say that it has an R naught of two, and they say yeah. that at day twelve, uh, worldwide, there's uh, eight million infected. Oh. Mm-hmm. In order for it to uh, to for that many people yeah. to be infected at that point, it has to have an R naught of, of almost five. Remember, we follow this disease back to the fur to patient zero, <coughs> where the, the the audience gets to see who patient zero is, and that's Gwyneth Paltrow. Yes, yay! By day two, Gwyneth Paltrow has managed to infect enough people. That how many were how many were infected by day two? It, did you say was it eight million? No, yeah. by day yeah. twelve, possibly it's eight million. Yeah. By day twelve, okay. But even then, that rate of infection is astounding. Yeah, it, it would be the equivalent of it having an R naught of almost five. Oh, wow. In reality, um, it would take like 50 days for, to get to uh, 8 million. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. So, which is, um, they also, what's a bit weird is the, the fact that they say that, um, what, what is they say? They say that... Uh, well, seven, uh, seven, uh, 70 million people could die um, when in reality uh, with, a mort- with a mortality of 20 it would be like far worse like 80% of the <laughs> like 80% of the world's population is likely gonna end up having this thing um, yeah so it would be more like one like 1.1 billion people death <laughs> Like going by their numbers, so they're they're both making the virus <laughs> scarier than it mm-hmm. is, and not at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Um, so here's something it got wrong. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, I've, been tr- I've only been trying to interject for the past ten minutes. Sorry. What else? Um, you want go ahead. So, uh, we were talking. Uh, uh, um, Micro and I were talking earlier about uh, how the in the movie uh, someone meant um, someone mentions to someone and says, "Can't we just put it into the water supply?" And then the other person just goes, "Yeah, whatever," and then hangs up. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> so the guys from Homeland Security are like, "What if we just put it in the water?" Like, like fluoride. We are idiots. <sighs> no. Oh, by the way, I I love. Well, why doesn't I wanted, I wanted the... him to say why it doesn't work? Oh, why doesn't it work? Well, because so water drinking water vaccines are actually a thing. Turns out, but it's for chickens. <laughs> So you put it because, which makes sense, because in chickens you have like you like it's not a pipe that goes into the chicken coop. It's it's a controlled little water bottle yes. or something, right? Um, when in <sighs> the, obviously we get our water from pipes, mm-hmm. um, and in order, like you would have to put an insane amount of the uh, live attenuated virus into the water supply for the dose to be high enough and you would also have the problem that you wouldn't have any adjuvants which are and also things you add to to make the vaccine works better work better it they elicit an immune response it's often uh, aluminum salts yeah so isn't it also possible that the virus wouldn't survive our digestive system Mm. since it's we're introducing an antibody well it's getting into our mouth yeah it's going into our mouth i love one this relates to how they give the vaccine which is actually one of those it's a nasal yes it's a nasal inhaler because it's alive which I so thought... they first they try to make an inactivated vaccine which is where you take bits and pieces of the virus and like put them in and try to elicit an immune response against those um mm-hmm. but that doesn't work what they end up having is um is a live attenu- attenuated uh, uh, vaccine which is where you 
make the virus like you essentially force the virus to infect something other than a human and it mm-hmm. then you didn't if effectively like you almost like you make it evolve into effect uh infecting that thing so yeah. it becomes crap and infecting humans oh, okay. and then you give that to the people mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. is um and as to correctly state there is a risk that the mutations that happen there reverse and you actually end up giving someone it that is a small risk oh. with an alive attenuated virus by oh, okay. vaccine sorry cool yeah. guys anything else about this fictitious disease um i i see that again that's why i, I brought our friend here but i mean yeah. honestly i just it's just an enjoyable movie scary it's not it's not <laughs> it's not captain trips level of of wrongness even though that's also an enjoyable no. story book not not the tv no um well captain trips was what what they called it super flu yeah yeah captain trips was a super flu um and stephen king actually did do quite a bit of research for it but if you watch the movie you can tell that all of that shit went out the window because they because they have to cut it down for purposes of making mm-hmm. a thousand page novel ad- adapting yeah. it to a three hour film um mm-hmm. but yeah in mm-hmm. the in the book he's uh he's actually pretty okay with everything that i mean but even though it's a virus that i mean again it's like it's like insanely high death rate like 80 percent yeah you know yeah yeah so let's talk about what this thing does to the country. Yes. Oh, yeah. I mean, martial law, for one. <laughs> Because immediately the country breaks down. Yes. Right? Um, Not in, which in is, no small part thanks to Jude Law's character. Well, yeah. Oh, well, okay. Goodness. Let's talk about Jude Law's character because I want to... So Jude Law's character couldn't possibly exist in real life. Oh. Right, Alex Jones? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, even... I even uh, So the Facinthia thing he uses, uh, Yeah. that is an actual, like... Uh, it's a tree. It's a flowering. It's a flowering mm-hmm. tree. Um, yeah. But it is actually a fundamental herb in traditional Chinese medicine. So they didn't just pluck yeah. that out of nowhere. So points but for that. It, it the stupid doesn't. is correct. <laughs> So, for yeah. people who didn't see the movie, Jude Law plays a character who's like an online journalist, journalist. and he's a he's a huckster and a con man who starts selling a what he calls the cure to the disease, which is called Forsythia, and it's it's hokum pokum bullshit. It's, they even selling. specifically says that it's homeopathic. Yeah, and for some which, reason, their CDC guy mentions that like we're looking into everything. No fucking way. They the, wouldn't look into that. No, no fucking way the CDC would look into homeopathic remedies during an epidemic. Yeah, At no, all. No. No. They wouldn't waste their fucking time. Um, and for people who don't know what homeopathy is, who wants to explain that? So, so you have... Homeopathy <laughs> works like this. You, 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 you uh, give a person some garlic and that person mm-hmm. tells you everything they experienced over a week by f- after eating garlic. Then mm-hmm. you, you take the garlic and you take a little bit of it and then the, you dilute it. Then you dilute it some more. Then you dilute it some more. And you dilute it until there isn't any, any of the garlic left. And then you give the then water that once had garlic water. in it. You have the water that once had garlic in it. You give that to people who have the same symptoms as the guy who ate the garlic gut, and that's supposed to cure it. Mm-hmm. So, what is the greatest example of how much garlic is actually in that water? If you've done it, so what they do is, is guys, you can unfortunately in our country, you can go to a pharmacy and yes. buy homeopathic remedies. They're marked homeopathic, and oftentimes they don't tell you the number of times. But here's how homeopathy works: you put a little bit of the thing in some water, a certain amount of water, one one drop mm-hmm. of the thing in ninety nine pr- uh, drops of pure water. Yeah, it's supposed to be diluted a thousand right. times each right something like that. and 100. you shake it what you shake it 10 times yeah oh i'm sorry like am i inaccurate with my homeopathy <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's correct uh, yes i'm sorry then you take a drop of that water and you repeat the process with more yes. fresh water and if it says times 110 it will say c that's it will say C, C-E, and then the number on the homeopath- uh-huh. homeopathic. That is their 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 business way of saying, "Hey, that's how many times we did the magic shake mm-hmm. water." Yeah, and and someone came up with the if someone had done it like 110 times, the volume of water to to garlic is something like the entire circumference of our solar yes, system. Yes, it's like <laughs> it is it 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 is below. The, the, 
it is so it is so diluted that it stops being like it's not nowhere a question of how diluted is it it becomes a question of <laughs> how like what is the likelihood of finding one molecule of it still left in it yeah and you'd Which need is... a bowl of water the circumference of our solar system in order for you to find one molecule of that stuff it's horseshit yes it's utter horseshit and go to your local walgreens cvs or rite aid and demand that they stop putting it on the fucking shelves well don't go right now wait till yeah yeah <laughs> wait mean, until the podcast is over no wait till right? the current pandemic is over <laughs> oh yeah don't don't yeah don't <laughs> Rush out the pandemic. Do that now. You right. can wait. Yes, if you want to break down right. the glass in the front of CVS for any reason, it's to make sure that they stop selling homeopathy. <laughs> Were you, you weren't going to rob us? No, you just threw a chair through the window. Yeah, stop selling that shit. <laughs> <laughs> and then you walk away, like. <laughs> um, and when I come back, there better not be so, any of that on the yeah, shelf. You start stealing it exclusively just so other people can't get it. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you stealing that? It's just and, water. <laughs> I'm thirsty. Anyway, funnily enough, our own fa- our own favorite huckster Alex Jones has just been told outright because he was selling a, was it a toothpaste? Some yeah, I think it was some stupid shit. That said that it kills everything and you won't get it if you brush your teeth. Jesus fucking Christ. Was he told that if he you has brush to your stop teeth with it, and I would like to interject that that's not how you get this fucking disease. It goes it can go it goes in through your nose and your eyes. It's a respiratory. Don't uh, you don't it, put toothpaste <laughs> in your eyes. Really? Well, Alex Jones might. <laughs> I mean, every Don't morning I make sure that in I your take eyes. minty, minty toothpaste and put it right in my fucking eye. And you wonder eye. why your cornea is scratched. <laughs> That's because I ran into a tree. <laughs> or I, I, actually, I tried to wave a tree branch out of my face, and it went, and, and I forgot about its kinetic energy, and it came right back into my fucking face and scratched my eye. Huh. I did like how they did the lottery to to because they couldn't. Here's the best. This is the best part. They did put a limit on how much of the vaccine they can create at one time. Yes. Even if they it create wasn't it like, impossibly fast, they do still have that. Yeah, then so it has to be handed out in lots and in a lottery by your birthday. Right? Which is Which I slightly was- unrealistic. They would probably do like start out by giving it to healthcare workers and like people in risk groups Yay! and then do the lottery. The president. <laughs> <laughs> That's me. The the president and important people. Of course. Well, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, it's, well, I like remember that you the guy that those two. There's the president, and then there are people who are actually important. <laughs> <sighs> and as far as the social commentary of the other stuff, people act crazy. Yes, yes, yes that's right? pretty accurate. I, I mean, I was uh, uh, Jason and I were. I believe uh, we were both. Yeah, well, obviously, I don't believe it. I know we were both live for the riot, for the riots in L.A. Uh, you, yeah. yes. So I, I remember watching that live on TV. Um, it was really hard to run around and start all those fires. <laughs> I mean, what? <laughs> Did you get, at least get yourself an Emerson TV, a 32-inch Emerson TV that's now useless? No, I was too too busy yelling, burn it all down. But it doesn't, yeah. But LA still but, stands. But that has so far, that has not happened, aside from some hilarious videos of people yanking toilet paper out of old ladies' hands in grocery stores. And the two gentlemen that got in a knife fight over toilet paper in Australia. And the two men that I saw at Walgreens last weekend who got in a fist fight because they had the last package of diapers. I was, I was actually, I went to the grocery store the other day and there were no eggs. I was like, you can't even, yeah, eggs, who could keep yeah. all those eggs in their house? <laughs> Do you have just a fridge full of fucking my, eggs? My favorite are the people who bought like loads of milk that just gonna go off. Oh yeah, it's just gonna go bad. Like, And then on Monday, or Tuesday, milk, milk, people, okay, here's the thing, everybody, stop hoarding. Please stop yeah. hoarding because... The disease is not so bad that there aren't people who can still drive trucks. And at this point, even if you're in a place where you're shelter in place, I live mm. in the Bay Area where you're shelter in place, those truck drivers will be considered essential workers yes. and they're going to be delivering food to your grocery stores. Please, I would like a can of soup. <laughs> Just one. Because one little tiny soup. can of soup. What these guys don't know is that I've actually been a doomsday prepper for a long time. And, no. and by the way, guys, I would like to point this out. If things get really, really, really bad, you can use anything 
anything as toilet paper. Use your hand but and you wash it. But you can't use anything. Seriously. For, you, can't, you can't use anything for food. Okay? <laughs> I know you just People? hate the idea of your ass, but come on. <laughs> yeah. You have family members, they have a tongue. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, no. There are cats, you probably have pets. <laughs> what? Well, if you have a... to be used both as toilet paper and then as food. And food. That's correct. Five pets, everyone. I well, can't have yes. a pet in my apartment. <laughs> and just wait around for the hepatitis outbreak to start spreading. Oh, God. <laughs> or E. coli. I like, like that there was, there was a, um, there's a website that has, has done like a calculator where like you can calculate what, how much, uh, extra, like too much toilet paper you have. Mm-hmm. I, I you know what I'm going to start selling again? In bulk anyway. So, I mean. You know what I'm going to start selling? What? Plague doctor masks. <laughs> Because that long nose kept them away from people. So I'm going to make Plague Doctor Mask that has a six-foot-long nose in the front of it so they always make sure you're six feet away from That's someone That's great else. until you then turn around and just smack someone in the face with it. We have surgical masks. Then think of the steal. added hilarity that you'll get during these dark times. Fair point. <laughs> I would like to get in on this business venture. <laughs> okay, good. All right. So anything All right. else? So. Uh, I don't know. I think we I could. have one last thing, which oh, okay. is uh, fittingly okay. also the last thing in the movie, where they put their um, their sample at the CCC in the storage. Yeah. I, yes. I, I'm gonna hazard a guess and say they don't store H1N1 and SARS together with that other like you don't store all those diseases in the same container so that if you have a coo- in the same thing. so that if you have a coolant like a coolant failure in that you suddenly have an outbreak of all all the, the, the bad diseases yeah. ever yeah all right all right yeah <laughs> it becomes a Pandora's box you open it up and all the diseases I have it's not a Pandora's box, box because and, the Pandora's box had a, had some hope in it too yeah, that's true <laughs> <sighs> All right, but you know that that I was a cinematic eyeball point. full of oh, AIDS. Good, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> not that that it doesn't work that way. I'm I'm joking. I know. All right, <laughs> gentlemen, it's time to grade this fucker. And since Micro's the guest, we'll let him go first. And he's the most knowledgeable because what are you do? What are you doing? Well, I'm currently Micro? unemployed, but I do have a master's in cell biology. So there, there you go. He's an unemployed cell biologist. Well, so if you have a need for a cell biologist at your local grocery store or coffee shop, <laughs> then please wait until, until after the pandemic. <laughs> yeah, wait until after the pandemic. Just knock uh, on Micro, his door, what? sneezing and um, shit. <laughs> I'm going to give it a B plus, and the plus is purely because of Gwyneth Paltrow. Okay, that works. Addy? Uh, I was going to give it a B minus, but you know what? No, actually, I'll, I'll stay with a B minus, which is fine, because I think that's, is that the best grade I've given so far, isn't it? I think so. I think this movie is going to get the best grade that we've ever yeah. given a movie. Yeah. Unless, unless we, you watch like a, like a historical drama or something. Yeah, why would we do that on a science exactly. show? <laughs> What's your grade, Jason? I'm going to give it, since you did a B plus and you did a B minus, I'll do a B. I think it it got more right than wrong. Yes. It's obvious that the writers did research. They did make a lot of decisions because it is a movie. It wasn't a documentary. So they made some decisions to make the virus scarier um, and to make some cinematic points like that last yeah. scene in the end with you where they group all of the, all the awful diseases together in one thing <laughs> so that... They can have a sequel where the guy takes it out and falls on on top of it and then goes home and infects everybody in the world. He gets um, super... <laughs> he gets super sick. <laughs> and that reminds me of that uh, episode of The Simpsons where they explain to uh, Mr. Burns that he can't die from all the diseases yeah, they have because, because it's, yeah. like a, it's like a doorway filled with all the diseases and they just... Yeah, he's so, <laughs> and he's so like, sick I'm invincible. <laughs> He's so sick that he can't, like, the diseases are <laughs> interfering with each other. Yeah. Invincible. Invincible. No, a stiff breeze was so. invincible. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So good job, Contagion. Why can't Hollywood make more movies like you? Jeez. Well, now we've got to figure out what we're going to, what our next experiment's going to be. Well, um. And whether or not we're going to invite this, this guy. <laughs> I'm pointing. In a podcast. And I would like to point out that I can't even see you pointing. Like, I can't even see your hand. That's fine. This guy over there. <laughs> there. He's up, over he's there. up here for me. Okay, he's right you're, you're... there. He's there. He's there. I'm picking his nose. Okay. Yeah, this is great fun yes. for the audience. Um, 
<laughs> what do you want to do next? Uh, you know what? I, I said what I wanted to do last week, but if you have another idea, that would be great. I mean, I, even a suggestion what? from our guest would be. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I, I'm not sure how much science is actually in it, but I would like to see you do Arrival. Arrival? Oh. Yeah. Arrival? There, is, there like, is science I, in there. There just isn't too much science in it. It's, it's really only one science thing. Well, it does cover certain things that we really haven't covered in, in this, which is the science of language. That is true. Which is a science, linguistics. Yes. That's how they caught the Unabomber. And the... And That's what? how they caught the Unabomber. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the science of... What was the thing? Time... Uh, time perception. Yes. That's how you perceive... Uh, how, the, how we perceive oh, time. Oh, fuck. I'm going to get this I, wrong. No, it's, it's, it's something the, it's as the wolf. Uh, hypothesis, which is a hypothesis, it, it is. which in la- linguistics that your language uh, affects how you perceive reality. Yes. yes. Well, what, what you have the name? Of? Oh, okay, no, good. I was going to yeah, say uh, yeah, that, that was also that was also something that I learned when I took uh, sign languages. I was reading a book by the by a famous neuroscientist who was studying the brains of uh, deaf deaf children. It discovered that um, when you teach when you teach a child sign language and they cannot hear. You are not. You are not encouraging the the uh, the uh, recept the brain uh, the visual centers of the brain to learn language. For some reason, it still goes to the right to, into to the yeah, hearing yeah. center of the brain you, and the you. and the reading center of the brain. Um, it's yeah. So yeah. Cool. Then that's Different, done. Yeah. Arrival next yeah, time. Arrival. All right. So from everyone here at the Cinetific Institute, including our honorary pro- podcast professor Michael Brogalism, thanks for listening in and joining us at the Cinetific Institute, where we put the science in. in Fiction. Something. You're supposed now to. Now go wash your hands. Yes. Yeah. And stop and go, touching your stay face safe. and stop wiping your ass with your baby. Stop licking the the poles in the subway car. Yeah, stop riding down. It tastes so good. Get off the carousel <laughs> with no underwear on. <laughs> Just wrap yourself in rubber and stay home. <laughs> All right. All right. Bye, Bye everybody. everybody. Bye. Cinetific is a Let Me Listen podcast production with Jason Harding and Atticus Blake. You can find more Let Me Listen podcasts at our website at lemmelistenpodcast.com. You can also find us on Stitcher, SoundCloud, and iTunes under Let Me Listen. Please subscribe and leave us a review. You can also find us on Facebook, Pinterest, and Twitter. Cinetific is also a listener-supported podcast. If you would like to contribute just $1 a month to support this podcast or any of the other podcasts that Lemmy Listen produces, please visit our page at Patreon. Just search for Lemmy Listen Podcasts, or you can click the Patreon link on our website. And thanks for listening.